0: Hello and welcome to this Monday's episode of The Things Nobody Tells You, your daily episode. How are we doing? Buckle up. Now, I know in my last episode, I talked, I teased a lot about a situation. I just, there's a lot, you guys, you, I, no words, no words statement officially from the Lily Dennis camp. I have no words. I have no words. I have no words for anything that has happened that I touched on last week. I have no words. Um and I'm figuring out how we're going to frame this in Wednesday's episode. So stay freaking tuned. Okay? Stay tuned, babes. I'm going to remain as professional as possible cuz I am a professional. That's such a lie. Okay. Anyway, I love you guys. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Um if you're in Los Angeles, you probably can't leave your house because you're flooded in or in many parts of California. I hope everyone stays safe. It's insane. Um Uh, it's crazy like it the the weather is really hitting hard so I hope everyone's staying safe who's in that area like like me um it's it's crazy um yesterday I was on a street corner and I had one of those moments where you in the movies where the car goes by and splashes the person with all the water from the curb. Yeah, that didn't happen to me once, but it happened to me twice within the span of five minutes. And I was just like, Are you joking me? I needed a tetanus shot after it. Like I was like, What is happening? Like, what what is my life? What is going on? So, anyway, um, I got splashed a few times this weekend, so that was fun. Okay, I want to dive into the daily episode though, because I've got I've got you got I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I have so many things to say. Okay. First order of business. The Grammys were last night. Now, I know everybody's talking about the Grammys probably all over your TikTok. It's all over your newsfeed. It's all over your Instagram. If you still look at Twitter, X, whatever it's called, it's probably still over there, too. Look, I have a lot of thoughts, but let me jump in. I'm just saving the best for last. But, okay, so obviously my best friend Taylor Swift made history. By taking home album of the album album of the year for Midnight's, her fourth win in the category. No one has ever won Album of the Year four times. She was the first. Like, she is a legend. Um, I want to say something. If you have not seen Miley Cyrus's performance at the Grammys last night, go YouTube it, go look at it on TikTok, go look at it on Instagram, wherever you get your poison, go look. It might be. It might be one of the most iconic moments in history I've ever seen in the music industry on live TV. It was iconic. She sung. She sung. She sang. She sung. She sang, she sang her. Well, I don't even know anymore. She sang her song "Flowers," which is. I mean, when it came out, I was blasting this song. I was also going through a pretty rough time I was blasting this song nonstop, it is a banger and it's amazing okay but here's the thing she did this performance and when I tell you it was the most incredible like she speaks in the middle of the song she's talking to the crowd like just I can't explain it go and watch it Okay, go and watch it. It is iconic. And I'm not someone who's like always been the biggest Miley Cyrus fan. I've definitely gone through phases like was I a Hannah Montana stan? Yes. Did I really get into Miley Cyrus when she was in her bangers album era? No, I wasn't really in it. But I think it was just like I think you're attracted to music that reflects where you're at within your life and how you feel and how the energy around you feels, and that just wasn't it for me, but um, I'm not saying that album wasn't great, I'm just saying like I probably would be into it now as an adult as opposed to when it came out many years ago, but she won for, she won a Grammy last night and she freaking deserved it, she won record of the year, so good for her because she deserved it, it's an iconic performance. Just please go listen to it. And I'll touch on this now. I was going to wait. So in her acceptance speech for her record of the year, I she thanked everyone but her father. And even went as far as saying, yeah, I think that's everyone I've thanked. Yeah, yeah, I think that's everyone to thank. So, like, obviously, I think in moments like and it's like, it's making headlines, which is why I'm touching on it. Now, obviously, I think in moments of like extreme um, shock and, and honestly, even if you expect to win or you're thinking you're going to win, you, you don't know you're going to win. And it is a moment of just like, wait, seriously? And it is, it is, there's the adrenaline is so high. You know, everyone's watching you. You're on national television. Millions of people are going to exist, see it. And this is going to exist on the internet for the rest of history. So, like, there is a certain level of adrenaline that goes into these speeches that, like, we can't criticize them too much and analyze it too much because, like, it's it's such a heightened moment of crazy. You can't really do that. But what I will say is, I mean, she thanked a lot of members in her family and did not thank her father. And I think, I don't know the the situation there. All I know is that, like, her parents are now divorced. Um, I think both of them are now with other people. I know her father remarried. Um, so, like, and I believe her mother remarried, too. Don't quote me on that, though. But, like, I, I don't know what the rift is. I don't know what the family vibe is. I have no clue. I'm probably not going to find that out for you. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it, it it has been circulating a lot today. Like, what's going on with Billy Ray? Why wasn't he thanked? Anyway, we don't know. That's the answer. Um, <clears throat> Victoria Monet won Best New Artist. And Billie Eilish and Phineas won Song of the Year for What I Was Made For on the Barbie soundtrack, which, you know, good for them, because I feel like that really was such an iconic moment of the year. Like, yeah, agreed, like, agreed. Okay, now we have to get into what I have been screaming, crying about for the last seven hours. Okay, 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 I'm going to calm down. Hold on, I need some caffeine. Okay, okay. Last night, when Taylor won Album of the Year for *Midnights*, which my favorite album, I think, right now, um, she announced that she is releasing her brand new album, her brand new, that she said she has been keeping a secret for two years. Now, okay, it's 2024, right? So it's February 5th, 2024 today. So let's say two years ago, that would have been February. Well, I don't know. It's obviously not until the day, but it would have been, you know, the start of the year 2022. Okay. 2022. We were out of COVID somewhat mostly, you know, we were on the tail end of life going back to normal. Um, it was a weird time for everyone. So much was happening in the world and she, I, I should have looked up the dates. Of like when her other stuff came out but she's been working on this for two years now it has been very heavily speculated by fans that there is a collaboration album meaning there is an album that she has been working on with just collaboration of like all of her favorite her friends basically her and all of her favorite artists doing collaborations which would be iconic because also I don't know if that's ever really been done In like an entire album dedicated to that, that's new. And I feel like the one thing Taylor likes to do is she won't do things that have been done before. I think that's like a good marketing strategy of what makes her different. She won't do things that have been done before. So we're all so curious. We have no clue what this is about. I thought it was so special. It comes out on um, April 19th, which is just... It's a very special date to me and it <laughs> it's just, it, when I saw that I was just like I I have no words for how poetic it is that it comes out on April 19th just specifically to my life and I I I'm so excited. I will say so when she she won the award she announced it and then she goes backstage and she posts it, she posts the cover art of the album. And it, like, broke the internet. It got, like, 2.2 million likes in five minutes. And it is the most liked, I think it's her most liked Instagram thing ever. Instagram post ever. So, her most liked. Not the most liked on the internet, to my knowledge. Her most liked. So, anyway. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? I mean, don't talk to me. April 19th. I'm and I heard it and I was like, oh, that's so far away. But I'm like, it's February 5th. Just gonna get through February, get through March, and then it's April and it's basically here. And she's going she'll release things. I- we'll have so much. I'm so excited. I'm just I'm I'm I You can't speak to me this morning without me talking about it. Like it was 5 a.m. I was up. I'm talking to my producer and and I'm like, okay, did you hear? (laughs) like, I got to talk to you about it. I'm texting all of my, I don't have friends that are tailored. Like I don't have swifty friends. They acknowledge my obsession. I have one friend who is, like, getting into it, but, like, she's, like, just started. So, like, girl's still on debut. You know what I mean? She's still learning the first album. She doesn't even understand, like, my cat's called Karma Cornelia. She doesn't even understand the Cornelia reference yet. And I said, you text me when you figure it out. And she has yet to let me know. And I still ask. She's yet to figure it out. So, anyway, um, next thing you know... <laughs> I'm just telling everyone about it. I'm so excited. So I'm text, I'm messaging all of my, all of you guys who I know through TikTok, who we just talk, I talk, I, okay, here's one thing that I don't think is normal for people who have a bit of a social media following like I do. I DM, I'm like internet friends with, I want to say over a hundred of you. There were some that are like very good Friends like we, we've talked for a long time like we've like been internet friends for a long time and then there are people that moved from internet friends to real life friends like I did a show in New York off Broadway and I met so many of you and then I was like well we're friends now like I hope you got that. I, I I love all of you. I really do. And so like if, if we DM, like it's serious. Like it's a serious relationship. Like <laughs> we are best friends. And I love that because now I'm like I have friends all over the world. You have friends all over the world because we talk about these things. And okay, my co-host is here. I just, she wants everyone to know. And she has just bitten me. She does want everyone to know this. Miss Karma, you're fine. She has a lot to say about – she's – Okay. What's wrong? I sometimes when I talk with my hands, she doesn't like it. No, you I, again, ma'am, you are not she wants her own mic. We have to get her our own mic. Anyone who sells cat microphones for podcasts, hit me up. So anyway, um, any I'm messaging all of you because most of you are Swifties and I'm like, what are we gonna do? Where are we gonna be April 19th? What's gonna happen? I'm excited. I'm so, I'm literally, I'm so excited. So it's called The Tortured Poets Department. I don't, this title is weird. Let's just like call it as it is. It's a weird title. Like what? Um. I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. It's just, it, very different because all of her other albums apart from Speak Now are legit one word. So like this is going to be very different. The cover art is very different from anything she's ever done. So it's, this is going to be a, departure I think from what we've seen from her before but again that's what she does and she is one of the only artists in the world in history who has made so many departures and transitions into different um, types of music into different genres into different levels of just notoriety and it's She is one of the most transformative artists, but she still honors everything she is known for. And I think that's what makes her, especially to the people who follow her consistently for a long time, like I have since she was like, I don't know, 16, so popular and so loyal and so consistent and reliable. And honestly, I'm so excited for her as a person. I saw this TikTok actually today of this small female business. I wish I could shout it out. Shit, I'm sure I could TikTok it real fast. Should we do it? You can only hear my TikTok in the background. Okay, let's do this together. Taylor, Swift, Necklace. Ke- I think it was Kelly Teller. Let's, let's see if I can find this. Let's see if I can find this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, there's too many things about ugh, there's too many things about her necklace. 'Cause she wore a necklace that had a clock on it last night. so There's too much Oh wait, 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 wait. I think I found this. Hi, TikTok. Yes. I, need your help. I am a small business owner. Yes. Okay. I found it. Okay. Her name, her okay, so the the like the the small business is called ShopCoastalCaviar.com. dot com. I have never ordered for them. I have no clue. I mean, I they could be like the most Crazy people in the world. I have no clue. I just saw her TikTok. And like, it's beautiful stuff. Like, it's a very certain style. But like, if you want to go support a small business, go do it. Oh, they have something I really like. And it's sold out. Oh, my gosh. And so they, this small business, she posted a TikTok. And she was like, I made a custom necklace. Go look at the video. Just type in coastal caviar. And it'll probably come up um, to... Taylor Swift for the Super Bowl, and she wants to get it to her. And then Kelly Teller commented on it. One is one of Taylor's best friends. She's also married to Miles Teller, but like she's she's her own woman. I'm not saying she's necessarily associated to him because he's famous. She's also famous. She is the most okay. Kelly Teller is actually one of the most beautiful people on the earth. And I'm just gonna leave it there. And she commented on it. She was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful," and from a, such a beautiful, um, small business owned by a woman. Yes. Get it to me and I'll get it to her. And hopefully that's, what's going to happen. I'm so excited if that does, if that freaking happens, I will legit lose my ever loving mind because that is so beautiful. And like, yeah, okay, this stuff isn't cheap. You definitely are getting a premium. It's in the hundred. It's not in the thousands, but it's in the hundreds dollar range. But like, this is like such a special gift. I really am here to support the small business here you go pop off I hope you get a bunch of orders from from this because there are definitely definitely a lot of people who can afford this on TikTok so and you can like create your own dainty charm necklace but I love that the charms aren't tiny I love that they're a little bit more I just love it I actually really love this style I'm into it they have a heart necklace I really want don't even get me started on heart necklaces side note I refuse to wear jewelry unless it has a meaning and that's my own psychosis, but I refuse to wear jewelry if it doesn't have sentimentality. The only exception to that is earrings. Like I wear, I've gotten into my earring era a bit more, but like I have one necklace that has, um, the initials of, of my, a person in my life who passed away, mine and his initials on it that. I've literally had for years and I will I will if it ever parts with me I will die that will be my death and then the other one is the necklace that my friend and I have the same necklace we got in Hawaii together and like we wanted a moment to she's the the first person who got me into traveling and not just living my life for work (laughs) and while I do not travel very often just for pleasure she is the person who opened my eyes like no you can do that because I didn't grow up doing that. You know, we didn't grow up with the funds to do that. And I'm not saying I have, you know, expansive funds and time to do that now in my life. But now and then, like several years ago, we went to Hawaii together for a short time. And I slit my foot open, <laughs> which was no- Fun. and I will tell on a podcast story one day because the doctor in the ER no it wasn't even an ER it was an urgent care who had to fix me I 100% tried to marry him I just was convinced he was my husband and he turned out to be married it was so bad when I am hitting on someone it is truly truly really tragic we're seeing why I am single. I, the truth is coming out. Anyway, I just wanted, this was a big digression, but I just wanted to shout out that small business because I thought it was such a beautiful moment. And you know, if I could shout out a small business, that being said, if you listen to this and you have a small business, can you please email me? I would love to feature you on the podcast. So if you have a small business, you have something that you make and create that is, that is, that you do. Um, and that you sell uh, please reach out the email is everywhere like please reach out and I read everything so please do it I will be in contact okay so moving on from the Grammys something a little more serious and I apologize for my um, I apologize for my abrupt change in topic King Charles the third has cancer the monarch has cancer um the head of the monarchy he is 75 which I actually I'm not gonna lie to you I thought homeboy was a lot older I thought he was so much older than that I thought he was in his 80s at least it's all over social media it was announced a few hours ago and he's postponed his public duties and he is returning to London for immediate treatment after um, his condition was spotted spotted while he was undergoing surgery for his enlarged prostate and that's what the Daily Mail is reporting that information for me is coming straight from them um, he's been diagnosed with cancer and you know Buckingham Palace released a statement basically trying to get I think they were really trying to get ahead of any leaks to the press so that there was clear clarity on the situation Um and it's connected to his recent, it, it's not, they they wanted to make it clear, it's not connected to his recent surgery and it is not prostate cancer, but medics spotted it when he underwent his medical procedure for an enlarged prostate. So I don't know what that means. Honestly, it's really none of our business what type of cancer he has. Um, I don't know. I just feel like people's health is such a private matter. I don't care if you're the king of England or you know, my neighbor, like you, it, your, your health is your, your business. And yes, with public responsibility comes a lot of attention and like people I people feel they deserve to know a lot of things. And I think, you know, the palace, you know, went out of their way and was like, yeah, like we're going to tell you because we don't want you to, all spec- speculate and yeah he's gonna have to step down from public duties for a while but it was made clear like he's gonna still remain on in an official capacity he's still the king he's not going anywhere anytime soon um, or at least that's his intention from how it was written um, but it was awful for me to see then like other headlines that kind of were slandering Meghan and Harry and then saying that, and just like the utter speculation, I just will never understand about the royal family where like King Charles called William and Harry prior, like no shit. Like obviously he told his children before he told the world. Now, whether Harry was notified, we'll never know, but everyone assumes so. But like, I don't know their relationship. I, I, I honestly don't think any of us really need to know. I think we all just want to know. And honestly, it is what it is. And I just feel like it, it's just been, it The Hagen... Hagen? <laughs> That's actually a good ship name for them. Hagen. A The harry Megan hate campaign against them is just so old that I don't understand why we do it. I think it's just because the press finds it so easy. But like they're never able to be seen in a favorable light in the media like ever and it just it must be like walking uphill and just like constantly falling down if you I I I honestly they just want to live their lives like I don't quite understand why they're so I I understand things have happened but like they haven't done anything wrong they haven't done anything wrong yes books were written yes things were said But I don't think any of those things were lies. Like, I think they were all personal experience. And we're all entitled to our own personal experience and opinions on this earth. So anyway, I don't know. I just have a real issue with, like, some of the headlines that are coming out and the way the press likes to spin certain things just for attention. It's like, these are people's lives. They're their lives. So I don't know. I hope the king recovers and gets the treatment he needs he obviously will he's the king he has like every doctor in the world at his disposal but like you know at the end of the day that's a family and that's a family dealing with cancer and i also the statement did say like you know we feel it's important to be open and and um, speak about, you know, this subject. Okay. You guys, I really like, this is why I'm different from other podcasts. I'm like, yeah, there was like a bunch of other stuff that happened in the news, but like I found the craziest run from men segment to talk to you about that. I'm like, is far more interesting as far as I'm concerned. And this happened in 1985 and I'm going to talk about it. So moving on to the run from men segment, if you're new here, this is where I give you a true crime of the day the run from men segment. We're running from the men who statistically keep wanting to kidnap us, kill us. What are you doing? Stop attacking us. Leave us alone. We're not harming you. So anyway, this case I found out about through a friend of mine. And she was like, you've never heard of this? I was like, no. And she was like, oh, you're going to, you're going to have so much to say about this because this truly was not okay, how this was handled. And you know what? I don't care that it was in 1985. I'm going to talk about this because you never know when something could come up that could help someone so I'm going to talk about this okay this is the case of Debbie Wolf she vanished after leaving work at 4 p.m. on December 26th so that was the day after Christmas 1985 um on the previous day she had celebrated Christmas with her family so she'd been around people people had seen her she was a nurse That's important for you guys to know. She did not show up at work the next day. Her family became concerned. Her parents, their names were John and Jenny, and they are no longer with us. And a friend of hers went to her home. Now, here's the thing. She lived in an, this is my nightmare, and while you'll never catch me doing this, but this is obviously, this is not, this was not Debbie's fault. This is just where she lived. It was an isolated cabin seven miles outside of, Fayetteville North Carolina Debbie was a very neat person but when they arrived there that's why they were very shocked to find that around her home was a mess her car was parked in a different spot than usual there were beer cans scattered everywhere around the property her dogs were running around and had not been fed and her uniform was thrown on the kitchen floor and her purse was shoved under her bed They had also found a strange message on Debbie's answering machine that was recorded earlier that day. Earlier that day that her parents turned up to find her with the caller claiming that she had been gone for several days. Like the caller was like, I haven't, you haven't turned up to work in several days. What are you talking about? She was just been missing one day. You know, she'd been at work the day before. They searched the area, and she lived right by a pond. But it's very important that you understand, like, this pond was not deep. Like, we could all walk through it and walk straight to the other side. Like, it was not deep. Okay, so they searched the area around her backyard, but never in the pond, and there was no trace of her. Then her mother reported her missing. She was told by the police that it would not become a situation where they would get involved until 72 hours had passed. So then on December 31st, five days after her disappearance, the police were like, okay, sure, let's give this a whirl. This case very heavily, in my opinion, was completely and utterly effed up by the police. And it is the reason that no one was ever caught for this crime. It is so so maddening and her parents and her brother are no longer with us and it makes my blood boil that they had to leave this earth and no one went to jail for what happened to Debbie because let me be clear, it was not an accident. It was not an accident. So they used bloodhounds to search for Debbie's scent. However, they found no trace of it. On the first day, the pond was not, Searched, meaning because they didn't turn up until five days later, they didn't care to search the frickin' pond. On New Year's Day 1986, the mom, Jenny, paid herself for two divers to come and search the pond. Within just a few minutes of diving into the pond, a set of footprints and drag marks along the bottom of the pond were found by the divers. Because keep in mind, like, it's not deep. Like, it's not deep. Like, you really probably didn't even need to be a diver to go in there. You just have to be someone who could swim and see. Like, it was not deep. So you could see the floor, and someone could have clearly walked in dragging something into that pond. Because otherwise, if it had been there for a long time, it would have been, I mean, it would have deteriorated. Like... Footprints don't last in the bottom of a pond for a long time. So anyway, he followed the footprint, the diver, until he came across Debbie's body, which had appeared that it was placed in a burn barrel. Now, this barrel kept was recognized from Debbie's property by her parents. It used to keep firewood. Um, she kept firewood in it on her property. And she was found supposedly inside this barrel. The police were brought to the scene and took Debbie's body from the pond and an autopsy determined there was nothing in her system, no drugs, no alcohol, and the cause of death determined to be drowning. However, there was only like a teaspoon of water in her lungs. Like it made no sense. The person who was involved with the search and rescue believed that her death was not consistent with drowning. And according to him, normal drowning victims have their eyes and mouths wide open, which I Googled it, and that is true. And Debbie did not. And their arms and hands, if you've drowned, are usually stretched out. However, her body was not found in that condition at all. And I also Googled that, and that is true. It also appeared that her body was very clean, despite how dirty this pond was. Like, think of what a pond is. It's basically just like a divot in land where water collects over time it's not open to like other bodies of water. Like it's just dirt, mud, and water that's rainwater. Like there's nothing else there. So it would have, it's, they're disgusting. You know, like ponds are revolting. You should never go in a pond. (laughs) Like it's revolting. And her body and her clothing was in very clean condition, which would be consistent if she'd been inside a barrel, right? Right. And if she had walked into a pond and drowned or tripped, she would be filthy and she was not found in that type of condition. Okay, we're getting into it. Hold on. Police basically decided she had died accidentally falling into the pond while playing with her dogs. Now her family and friends were like, that's bullshit. Like that did not happen. Now let's talk about the barrel. The barrel that had been there when the divers went in, uh, was not pulled out with her body. And uh, Debbie's mother, Jenny, overheard police saying, like, how are we going to get that out? We don't know how to get that out. Let's just leave it in there for the night. Took Debbie's body. The next day, apparently the barrel was gone. Apparently the barrel was gone, and police denied it ever existed, saying that the diver must have just seen her jacket ballooning around her. It never it never occurred. Like, the barrel was never there. However, both the divers claimed that there was definitely a barrel, And um, the mom had even heard the investigators talking about taking it in for evidence. And we know the barrel existed on her property because where the barrel had sat on her property, not in the water, the indentation of the barrel being there in the ground was still there. Um, A few months after Debbie's death, her mom had a chance to examine the clothes she was found in. And after looking in them, she became convinced they did not belong to her. Wait for this. Her pants were too large to be Debbie's. The jacket did not belong to her or her brother. And she had borrowed one from her brother. The bra was not her size. The bra was not her size. It was three times too large. And the shoes were three sizes larger than her normal shoes. However, police claimed that the clothes belonged to her. What? These were men's shoes by the way. I looked I looked into it. These were men's shoes supposedly. Um her mother believed that it was a volunteer from the hospital responsible for Debbie's death. And it was because allegedly two of these volunteers had tried to pursue romantic relationships with her and claimed they knew where she lived. And Jenny believes that one of them took her hostage, kept her alive for several days, and then killed her. And she believes that he returned later, removed the barrel from the pond, so the death would be able to look accidental. That would mean that after her body was taken out, he came back and took the barrel out of the pond. So he was probably watching. And I'm sure in the five days before... Um, the police decided to get involved. I'm sure there were many people out there looking for her because I'm sure her family spread the word and were like, come help us look. She lived in a cabin in the woods. Like, they were like, come help us look for her. So it's very possible that the person who did this was watching the investigation the whole time. And I think it's pretty common, especially back then for police... To just, if it can look a certain way, let's do that. Like, because it was just too much work. You know? And they just, why, I don't know what that personality is that you find in certain, in honestly certain, like, male-run jobs, especially back then, where it was just like, if we can make it easier, let's make it easier. Let's give ourselves less work. And I don't know what it is about female cases where they're like, if we can make it look like it was an accident and that's viable for a small percentage, let's just go with that. I hate that. It's like this woman had a life and it was clearly taken from her. Like, it's so obvious. Like, we're talking about it in 2024. I'm sorry, but 1985 cops, you got this wrong. You got this so wrong. And her mother was basically... I mean, it sounds like her mother essentially solved the case. Like it really does. Like her, her mother sounds like an incredible woman. Like she really, she really genuinely does. After Debbie's body was found, um, one of the volunteers clearly, like Debbie's mom had told the police, he was questioned. However, he had an alibi. Alibi refused to take a polygraph, and then he left the state two days later. Another volunteer tried to become romantically involved with Debbie weeks prior to her disappearance. However, she told her that he just wanted to be they just wanted to be friends. Jenny believes that he was the suspicious caller on the answering machine. He was also questioned by police, however they found no evidence to suspect him. So like Debbie's mom Jenny clearly was like, "Here, like the like this is what I know. Go, go, go." And the police were like, "Yeah." who leaves the state 2 days later and like we're not like oh we should probably go pick him up again like this is suspicious behavior. Like one of the things I feel like cops even said back then was like don't leave town. Like he left town. That's cause for concern. Um this case was never solved. It was it was draw it was like written off as a accidental death and Unfortunately, like both her parents have passed and her brothers have also passed away since. And um, it's very sad. Like this woman never, there was no justice ever served for this woman's murder. Like, and it was a murder. It was so clear it was a murder. Here's what I will say. Very weird um, situation surrounding her death, which almost gives serial killer energy to me. Because going back to remove evidence to me, which I believe was what probably definitely happened, because I don't believe the police would pull out a barrel and then hide it. I think they would probably just rule it as, oh, the barrel was in there. Maybe she was trying to put something in the barrel and then fell in. Like, they could have still, even with the barrel in there, ruled as what they wanted to, which was an accidental death. I don't think the police were hiding evidence. I genuinely believe Debbie's mother was right and that that whoever did it came back and got the barrel in the dead of night. And that's why the barrel was never recovered. And then the police were like, oh, well, the barrel never existed. That the barrel never existed. So, and the clothing very consistent with predatory behavior that implies a serial putting in other clothes that didn't belong to her meaning the clothes had to have come from somewhere it's it's very reminiscent of a lot of cases and I'd be curious to know if anyone has ever looked into the surrounding areas the surrounding states if there were similar circumstances if there was a progression of Women going missing in the same demographic, you know, around the same time in the few years that followed. Because what can happen is someone can start very small, make a lot of mistakes, and then learn from it, and then go on to be something what they perceive to be is bigger and better, you know, in their serial killing ways. Like, it, it is very common. And so I would be really interested to know if anyone has ever done that if the sluice of the internet have ever tried it. And honestly, I'm not above it. I'll do it. Um, so yeah, it. I I find this case so sad. And I wanted to share it because I believe it's such a, a case of like one person consistently advocating for someone who, I mean, it was a mom and a daughter. And I just, uh, it makes me so sad. Like, it makes me so sad. But at the end of the day, I think this is... A story that should be talked about and discussed because 1985, if this happened in 1985, you were born in 1985, like you would be 39 now. So like people are still alive from around then. Like, you know, if this happened in 1985, you know, people are very much alive today. So there is a great possibility that whoever did this to her is still alive. So if you know something, please say something. I don't care that it's 2024. If you know something about this and you're randomly hearing about this, please reach out to the police department. There's like many different ways you can do that. I believe you can even do it anonymously. It is never too late. If you know something, please say something. That's a very, very small percentage that something could come from this. But please, if you do, please say something. You guys, that is the podcast for today. I'm so happy that we are back on track with our schedule. It's Monday. It's recording. This will come out Monday. I'm so excited. We fixed all our technical issues. Thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast. We're growing in our community. Honestly, like even with all our technical issues last week, we got... I got so much feedback from all of you. We got so many new listeners and that's so exciting that our community is growing and getting bigger. And honestly, like it, nothing makes me happier. So thank you so much for tuning in for an episode. I'll see you tomorrow. This week's uh, niche episode on Wednesday is I'm still figuring out how what it's going to look like, but it's going to be a wild one. Anyway, as always, don't do anything I wouldn't do, but it gives you a lot of wiggle room. So like you'll be fine. I love you all and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.